Hey, everybody. Welcome to Speaking Smowdown, a sports talk show devoted to the movie Truth and Smowdown. Uh, and here, uh, as usual, we got Double D, our numbers guy. How you doing, man? Man, I'm happy to be here. I'm going to see Black Widow finally today, so I'm looking forward to that. But I'm happy to be here talking Schmodown after a week of unplanned scheduled matches. So uh, we'll see. We'll t- get into it. Oh, yeah. And uh, joining us for a second time here, Aaron, how you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you for having me back. I had a lot of fun the first time, so I appreciate the invite back. And, yeah, it was certainly an interesting week of matches. Some different people we haven't seen play as much getting opportunities, which was fun to see. Yeah, Stars had a lot of matches, man. Stars and KO especially. They uh, had all the matches. <laughs> pretty much. Um uh, Frenchie's not here today, uh, which makes me sad just because I love Frenchie, and it's always fun when he's here. Uh, he, he had something else come up last minute he had to take care of. Uh, this is going to be a short show. We're only going to go about 35, 40 minutes. Um, but uh, it, it is a sports talk show. But So b- before we get into the s- showdown, um, I do want to say that, guys, I'm going to see the Cincinnati Redlegs tomorrow play the Milwaukee Brewers in Cincinnati. I'm so effing excited. I'm so effing stoked. Um, it's going to be awesome. Brewers are number one in our division, uh, the, the the NL Central. Uh, Reds are in second place. Uh, we cut the lead. The, dude, get this. The lead last before the All-Star break. Uh, we were down by eight games in second place to the Brewers. We cut that fucking lead to four because we swept them and kicked the shit out of them in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, that one was for you, Robert Parker. And um, and so 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 now we have the all-star break. We come back to Cincy to finish out the series. Uh, they kicked the shit out of us last night. Hopefully we take a win tonight. And tomorrow, hopefully we can take a win. I'm going with my dad and my two older brothers. And I got to put this up here, dude. The three Wades, that's me and my two brothers, Aaron and Brian. Aaron in the middle, Brian on the far side on the uh, uh, far left there. That was at the Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction concert in uh, in Indianapolis in the rain. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, as usual, Nails blew everyone out of the water, especially Jane's Addiction. But so, yeah, I just had to say that because this is a sports talk show and I just, you know, baseball sports. I'm excited. Also, before we get into the matches here, um, I'm so excited about the 31st because we're doing a giveaway for Patreon and We've got a bunch of segments, dude. It's going to be so freaking sweet. I can't wait. Um, but I'm so excited for it that I thought uh, earlier when I tweeted that I was going to give details about that giveaway, I was thinking that I was in next week and that this was the 24th today. And so, yeah. So, we'll, we'll you know, of course, I will talk about it again next week, a week before we do it. But on uh, July 31st, yeah, we're going to have a Schmodown Patreon giveaway uh, at the $10 tier. So uh, hopefully, my hope is that we can get some people in here uh, who can't afford Patreon, and and maybe someone like that can get it. Now, if you can't afford Patreon and you win, you win. I'm not going to be rough about it, man. It is what it is, dude. It's why it's called a giveaway. Uh, but I'm really hoping to expand the Patreon for Schmodown a little bit if I can and get some people who can't afford it and let them be like, dude, this is this is cool. This is cool. Uh, but we will be doing that on the 31st, um, and I'm going to tease some other stuff on the 31st as well, a new show coming in August. Uh, that all being said, guys, Claudia Dolph and Christy V, uh, Stars, like we said, yeah, Stars had three matches this week. KO had two, Swag with one. Um, 
Claudia Dahl came away with the win in this one. Uh, was anyone shocked about that? I mean, not shocked, maybe, you know, not to disparage anyone, but, you know, is that kind of how you thought it would go? How did you think it would go? I mean, as the match started, I mean, obviously Chrissy V uh, got the early lead, and she's and uh, Claudia caught up. And as Claudia got into the third round, she stepped, started missing her questions. I'm thinking, oh, it's over. But then Claudia got her five-pointer, and that's when things, well, let's see what happens with Chrissy. Because even though she got her five-pointer, uh, Chrissy had three chances, or technically two chances, to take back the lead. So, I mean, it was surprising for a number of different reasons. One, because I expected, you know, as the match progressed, I expected Chrissy B to win, but she didn't. And uh, Claudio survived, uh, got her first win. So, yeah, that's my, my thought. Aaron? Yeah. Think, Aaron? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, what you I agree with what you said about in match. Like as the numbers progress, it's one of those things where at a certain point you expect whoever's in the lead to take the victory, and it is just one of those swings where somebody hits a five point or somebody can't catch up, and all of a sudden it took one question to swing the game in your direction. Uh, going into the match beforehand, though, I honestly, to be brutally honest, I had no expectation of who could win this match. Uh, I'd honestly forgot that Claudia Dolph had played a match. I knew she was on their roster. I just had forgot she played one at the start of last season because, again, it's, it's been so long. Uh, she got stuck in the same situation that Clee Wiggins got stuck in, but unlike Clee, who's had multiple opportunities this year, one of which we'll get to, uh, Claudia hasn't had that chance. So it, I had no expectation of how she would play. And then with Christy, again, being brutally honest, I wasn't all that impressed by her first match. She's the only one of the fan league four that stepped up as somebody who is in and around the fan leagues. And I know uh, one of them, Amaru Moses, personally, uh, she's the only one that hasn't impressed me as much. Uh, so I was looking for improvement out of her, which I think on some level we did see. But again, no real expectation when I didn't know what to get from either of them. But as the game progressed, it was a good comeback win for Claudia. Yeah. I was shocked in that first round just because um, I do remember Claudia playing last season, and uh, I just she didn't seem to be uh, looking very good that first round. I was shocked at the end of that first round, and I honestly didn't think she was going to pull out the comeback. But uh, like like uh, Fools Gill said just a second ago, you know, it ain't over till it's over, and this is a yeah. great example of that. She fought back hard. Yeah. Hit. Could you refresh my memory? Who did she play last season? Maybe if um, I know. I, I can find that out real Thank you. Thank you. I, I apologize. Yeah. It, I was like, I know her name. I know she's been on the roster for the second year running. I just could not remember if she'd had a match until I saw her record. I was like, okay, so she did play at some point. I just don't remember it. It must have been yeah, really I early. her playing because uh, she kept getting traded by, I think it was the Droogs, and then she got on the uh, I remember that, and that's why she got so built up. It's like, oh, she seemed like, oh, this is going to be a valuable player, and then she had her match, and it just kind of fizzled away. So yeah, never that's went why anywhere. her memory, that's why I remember her name, because she was just Fair so enough. traded so much, and it just created this buzz around her. No, and, and I will say, like, round one did go very, did, did go really, really rough for her. But I, I do have to give a lot of credit for the performance in round two, obviously. And then, you know, round three, not getting the two, not getting the three, but pulling the five. Theoretically, if we're going based off point value, how difficult is your question? She pulled the hardest question of the match. 
uh, which is something her opponent couldn't do. So on some level, while there are other aspects of the performance that certainly could be shaped up, you have to give credit when somebody can pull a question that hard. Yeah, do you remember what the question was, to be honest with you? Offhand, no. I don't those kind of details. Yeah, unless... because, I, I mean, I was I remember watching the match, and <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the, and I, I said this about, I think, last night's match, where it's like, oh, it's this, and it was the five point, I'm like, because I knew it. But, uh, I mean, but obviously, I probably saw the film more, and I, again, I just don't remember what the question was, and I just feel like I pulled it really easily. But, again, that's the pressure of the lights. That's the pressure of being on camera. I remember when I was on uh, the after show uh, during the Patreon league when I asked Sam and uh, uh, Ethan Irwin a question. My heart was racing, and I'd been on the show for a little time, but I was still kind of nervous. So even though I've been doing this for almost – like what eight months now i was a bit nervous and the pressure is real and i was sitting on my couch so the pressure is real it's not just the lights it's just the anticipation so maybe she experienced that as well dude no i know what you mean by the that feeling dude uh um because i mean i can tell you right now if i were ever to meet jane seymour uh in person especially the only thing i can think of that i would be able to say to her is please may i have your babies um i just <laughs> just so in awe dude like like so nervous dude fucking oh i love jane seymour man she's fine but yeah uh dagan did tell us uh that uh dolph played warfather last year though so. okay oh that's probably why i forget it okay no 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 that's yeah, a lovely shot he's fun he's yeah. fun how how is he doing in the FCL so far? I don't keep up with FCL. I got too much stuff to do. Honestly, I've stopped watching because I again, like you, I have too much stuff, and you know, adding two more matches a week, it's it's tough. Even watching the Schmodown now, I like it, but it's work, and I have to force myself to watch it. So, and that's all I can do. But by like last night, I was up till two thirty watching uh riley versus liz shannon miller so i and watching uh the other uh the team's match last night so Liz, yeah. I, so yeah i mean i just don't have the time unfortunately and on fcl commentary call me oh for three <laughs> uh yeah. no. that, uh britney young and clee wiggins uh was the second match this week um I, I honestly don't have much to say about this match, especially. And, and none of this is a knock or anything, but, I mean, just sometimes you don't have anything to say about something. You know, what can I say? Uh, so I'll just kick it on down the road to Dan. Well, you know, I, I've noticed something, and this is what's going to go into my uh, Maya segment, that Roxy is giving when – when her competitor lands on opponent's choice, it seems like they're choosing the wrong category because – uh, Clee Wiggins scored six points out of uh, I, I don't think there was no steals, I think, for her round, yeah. and we'll get into this later. But I mean, uh, pop quiz, you know, they got nine out of 12, and there was only just one steal. So I think that I mean, we're gonna get into more of this later, but I just feel that Roxy, as a manager, I think Roxy needs to really hone her skills on choosing the correct category because it's proving detrimental in the strategy in opponent's choice. What do you think? Yeah. I, I also think it might just honestly be because of 
her lack of matches. And there was an improvement in performance here for Klee in this one, despite the loss. I think she did better than she even did in her win versus Sabrina. Um, I think it's just people don't really seem to have an understanding or a mapping of what her actual strengths and weaknesses are. Because in that match, she got opponent's choice, uh, and I forget what she was given, but she aced that. And then Sabrina ended up with Star Trek, which was the other one they were debating giving her, and Klee aced the steal opportunities she got from that one as well. So it's a question of, I just don't think people understand what her actual strengths and weaknesses are, so they can't really track what to give her, and it's just really luckily worked out for her thus far. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, you know, I want to pull up Dagan's question here real quick, and I also pulled up the faction to see Roxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so I, mean, I can give an honest answer here. Um, but his question for our listeners, because we do we do have a few listeners on the podcast platform, which I, I like that. Thank you very much. And for those listeners, this new show that I was saying that I'm going to tease on the 31st that comes out in August, uh, I was listening to a little bit of a, of a mock-up that I did of the edit. This show, I think it's going to be really, really good in podcasting. Um, it just, it's, it's, it was very cool. I liked it a lot, but anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Dagan asked, do you think Roxy should put Brittany in the singles tournament? Uh, like I said, I pulled up the roster here so I can just yeah. get an answer. Um, I, I'm going to say right off the top of my head right now, after seeing a couple names, I'm personally going to say no. Um, I would, if it were me, I would feel more comfortable with Jacoby Bancroft, I think. Um, well, the yeah, thing is, well, it's four slots, right? They get four slots apiece? Yeah, they get four slots. Oh, do they? Yes. For, yeah. singles, oh. for singles, yeah, they have four slots. I, so, I would I would go Snyder, Hannah, um, Janine, and, and uh, Bancroft. I think I would feel comfortable with that. Yeah, that's really good, uh, but it all depends on how she's doing uh, in uh, the mock matches or when they're training, because uh, yeah, see, uh, yeah, because uh, Brittany see? she she went perfect the whole way the whole way through, and I think maybe it's because you know she got she I think she definitely improved from her match against Chris Jericho, and I mean. We're gonna have to wait and see. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting her now, but maybe if she had two or three more matches and she has the same uh, progress and she actually goes to around three and she's actually really good, then then maybe I would be a little bit more comfortable. But I, I I agree with you, Jay. I think those are the biggest heavy hitters for the stars. Yeah, I I would say I think you're right about three of those for sure. Snyder definitely will get one. Uh, Jacoby should get one. I think he's more than proven it, and I think Janine will probably get the third one. But as for the last one, out of who's left, unless you're taking a chance on a player who hasn't played yet in singles, uh, obviously Harley played in the FCL, uh, Jericho I wouldn't give it to, and then ever out of who's left, I wouldn't give it to Christy V. Felix Mort hasn't played yet, so no one can really say whether or not he deserves it. So if it comes down between Brittany and Brandon, Brandon has never played singles. I don't know if the time to test him would be a tournament, whereas Brittany is coming off of a perfect match, and she's got a 2 and one record. I think 3 and one if you count her specialty match she played back in the day before actually joining. Mm. So maybe it'd be worth a shot, because with four slots, I think 
the way each team should look at it is there should be three slots that should go to guarantee, like, this is who I'm counting on to get me four, far. And I think you should experiment with the fourth slot. Maybe Brittany's that experiment. Maybe it's a singles debut to Hannah. Maybe it's a debut in general to Moritz. We don't know because we're not seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff. But in terms of it, I think she definitely could go for it, for sure. Yeah, that's that's, that's fair. I mean, it, especially, you know, we've seen Snyder actually go through a singles tournament. Uh, yeah, we've seen, he should play. Yeah, he should play. Janine, I mean, after her title, I mean, I know, Jay, you don't like it, but the way she played in the title match with Shazam, definitely you put her in because she has been on fire. She just unfortunately hasn't gotten the win. Um, I'm a big fan. I always yeah. have been. I mean, if you can, I just want to make that. I don't want anyone to think that I, yeah, I yeah. haven't. I, I didn't misspoke. I did misspoke. You, you do like me, Janine. You just now yeah. up switching Janine into the title. Right. And I understand that. And that's perfectly fine. I understand your argument. But had, the, but my argument is, had she, but because she wasn't there and seeing her from that result, yes, you yeah. definitely give her that. That's what I'm saying. I, I apologize for that. So, I just, I just wanted to make sure listeners didn't didn't yeah, think that, that's definitely on my fault or anything. I've so, clips of me from two years ago talking about how much <laughs> I like to eat. So uh, that, you know, it just it was the situation. Yeah. Of her of how she came into the team and then playing for the title right away. That's all that was. Yeah, probably. and I, that was my mistake. I should have clarified that because yeah. But anyway, well, yeah, and. Uh, Jeff Jacoby, based on how he's playing, especially since even with Blackjack, he seemed like the stronger competitor. So I definitely, yeah, giving him a, a spot and experimenting with that four spot. I mean, yeah, giving uh, Brittany Young the, the chance. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be for it. So, And, you know, and now, now thinking about it a little bit more, uh, I'm rethinking Hannah, and it's not because of a lack of confidence or anything. It's because I realize that he is all his main his main jam is IG. Okay, right. he and Saul have unfinished business, and if Saul wins this number one contender match, you know, uh, it's just it's just he might want to focus on IG now rather than split his time is what I'm thinking, depending on what what happens in upcoming matches in he and Saul's feud. Because uh, that ain't over yet. There's no way that's over. Um, so yeah. and, you know, and, consider that. I don't know. So and, and it's worth saying that, like, when I say you could experiment with the fourth spot, I just as much as Brittany, I could see them giving it to Hannah because he's only had one match outside of IG. I believe it was that team's match with Jay. Yeah. And but he played with, well. Uh, burning grooves, though. And he played well in that match. I was actually impressed at how well he played in that match. I think he went almost perfect in round one, and he was definitely leading the team. The issue with that team wasn't how either of them played. It was the fact that that team sounds like it was put together over a drunk text the night before. I mean, those two clearly <laughs> had never met each other, and that's where the issue was. Um, but both of them played well separately. So, again, that's why it's like, it could be up in the air, but in terms of could she go for it? Off this performance alone, absolutely, because she's on a two-win streak now after Jericho in this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we've had a request uh, from within the chat here from Dagan. He he requested that I queue up the baby Hannah sound. Okay, baby heel Hannah in the house. That's all I hear when he, when he talks, man. It's just like – 
you know, and you try to sue them. It's like, dude, okay, calm down. Calm down, dude. It's a, and, and you hear that, you know it's going to explode after that, you know? Um, I, I, hey, could you could you do me a favor? Could you bring up the the Smith comment by Christensen? Do you mind? The oh, one wait. the one above the one above it the the question. So if Smith loses to Marisol at Collision, um, look if it happens for views, I get it. But please know, can we not? As somebody who isn't a wrestling fan, and I know this is unpopular, can we stop pandering to Jericho? If Smith loses, he's 3-1, and one, and Jericho is 0-2. That match shouldn't happen in a million years. It'd only be for the views. <laughs> I agree that it shouldn't happen now. Like, like if Jericho can get some, you know, wins if under his belt. wins, sure. Like, down the road. Because Jericho really, he, he wasn't that bad at all, dude. A hell no. of a lot better than I thought he would be. Uh, but yeah, right now, like it's too soon for that man. He needs to get at least two wins under his belt without any more losses before those two wins. I, yeah, I, yeah. and I should say, I, I bring up the wrestling thing because I, I don't hate Jericho by any means. The first time I was ever exposed to him was the Schmodown. Like I know who he is from his wrestling career, but I don't watch wrestling, so I don't know anything about him in there. And he was definitely better than I thought he'd be. Both of them have been better than I thought they would be in that match, but. To me, every time Jericho's name comes up, people are putting him up for bigger matches or putting him in pay-per-views. And I'm just like, look, I get for views why you're doing it, but dude hasn't earned it. Make him play a match that uploads on a Thursday. Let him get a win. Let's see how we go. Yeah, I agree. I sound like a moron to most of the community, but that's just No, my... you make actual sense. But, I mean, because he is a name and because it does drive people, you definitely want some kind of event. Maybe... Maybe at Spectacular, there's like another smaller match that he can do. Maybe Video Drew versus Jericho. I mean, that, that would probably make a little bit more sense. But have uh, Kevin Smith go against Jericho. That would make more sense. Yeah, that would make Although sense. Although that, that match might require a restraining order by the end. That'd get weird <laughs> real quick. Dagan's cracking me retaining. by the way. Uh, Dagan is just fucking cracking me up, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to put that one on screen, but I laugh, and I'm still laughing from it. Um, uh, real quick, uh, let's talk about And that's one thing, you know, like I said, we're doing a short show, so we're not as pressed on time uh, as far as, you know, we're run over a little bit. It's all right. Okay. Um, pop quiz versus chaos theory. Um I, don't, I, I love the ice pick character, and, and yeah. he's not a bad player or anything. Um, but I was just, I'm just kind of wondering if he's the right partner for Jim Kim. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, Jen, I mean, I know there's a little bit of hype to her, but it's like I haven't been excited this year, I haven't seen her pop yet. And granted, I think she had, was the stronger of the two. Mm -hmm. But every time I see Vinny come up, it's like, oh, this is going to be. This, this, I'm getting tired of the shtick of the laid back uh, jock. And it's just like, yeah. Jock, he's a greaser, dude. He's, he's like a total greaser from the. I don't, I mean, listen, I just don't like it. I mean, that's just, I, I just personally don't like it. I, I, I do want to pay Vinny a compliment. This haircut was much better than the do-it-yourself do mohawk. Uh, <laughs> that looks like he shaved it after chugging one of those pitcher margaritas. Um, no, 
I, I do think he's a really solid player. I, I really do. I think it's just a case of, and this is where the league's at, it's so competitive that I think at this point it's all about the matchups. I think as a team, they both really, really could work. But they went up against Jacoby, who has been one of the better rookies this season, and uh, Nick Harley, who, as I said, I've never seen the FCL, so I knew nothing about him except he played there. But he came wow. in and showed why he you know, why he was one of the few that got picked up. Like, he came in and showed it. And it's it's an unfortunate case of, yes, it's, this is a rookie team's match, and so they're both figuring out their team's chemistry. Six out of eight in round one's a really good round. When everybody else goes nine for eight, all of a sudden you're looking like the weakest player on the field, and I don't think it's that far a stretch. It's just kind of how the math works out. Yeah. And I, just he, up, I just looked up uh, the, the actual points. Uh, and yeah, he only missed two questions. So I'm mm -hmm. like, and and the singles, that's actually not bad. But obviously, with teams, you have the chance for double points. So right, it's like if you miss two, that's like missing. It, it hurts. It really does hurt because you're and actually. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. My apologies. Yeah, uh, well, right. I, I saw the I saw the comment pop up from Ryan Christensen, and yeah, I agree a hundred percent. In round three, uh. He got the two-pointer, Jen missed the three-pointer, and him and Jen both instinctively thought of a film, and he thought of the right one and was the one who said to her, we need to go for this. So she did better in round one, but overall I'd say they were a very balanced team in the end because he was the one that kept them in it by the very end. And I, think it's just, I think it's just a matter of when you look at his record between singles and teams, he was... Owen one with uh, I think his name is Owen Mugen. He's Owen one with Jen, yeah. and he's like one in three in singles. But I don't think he's actually played all that badly. It's just kind of yeah. Shit I don't. Luck. I don't think he played badly either. And and a lot of it for me is like it could be chemistry. It could be something else. I'm, I'll give an example here, and I I may take some shit for this. That's fine. But from where I sit. Um, and, and I felt this way from the start before they played their first match, but I still don't feel that, that Rushmore is a very good matchup. I just, I don't, I just, I think there are better matchups, uh, for Roka. And I think that there are better matchups for JTE. I just, there's something like, and they're both great players. There's no doubting that, but together, there's still just something that I don't think is a good fit. That's kind of how I feel with pop quiz. Um, it, you know, it's not a knock against their playing uh, skills or anything, but it could be chemistry. It could be, I don't know, something I can't even put my finger on. But uh, the chaos theory looked pretty damn strong. Um, yeah, they only they they were they were perfect uh, throughout the whole match. They only missed one question, and. Honestly, if they went to multiple choice, I think they would have gotten every single question that they would have got that they were asked. Uh, because well, what, I think it was a, yeah, it was a oh, DreamWorks animation. Yeah, uh, Trolls Two is the one they missed. What? what? what I was saying Trolls Two is the one they oh, missed. Trolls Two, yeah, okay, I wouldn't have gotten that one because I knew that Seti was uh, Patrick Stewart. I knew pretty mm -hmm. much a lot of them because I've seen most of the actually all the movies that they said. Other than trolls, I've seen. So it's like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. So it was like, it was pretty, uh, for me, because I've seen the movies, it was easy. But uh, obviously, because I didn't see trolls, I missed that one. Yeah. I thought of seeing it. I thought that was the movie that they were referencing with Magic oh, the okay. 
But I'm like, I'm thinking that's the only thing that pops in my head. And I'm sure that would have been the multiple choice, but I would definitely got that one. As, as the sucker with younger siblings, I saw Trolls in theaters and paid 20 bucks to see Trolls too. So I that knew that answer right away. And when, as soon as they started speaking about it, I was like, you know what? Both these movies are so damn forgettable. I'm sure you could believe in your head Kelly Clarkson was in one and not the other. <laughs> like it. Uh, here's, a little, uh, here's a little tip to my age. Um, when I was a kid, my older brother uh, took me to see the movie Mannequin in the theater. So, woo, that was a long time ago. Um, we got, uh, before we move on here, I don't know if y'all know, uh, just what happened to Nick Harley's character. He had an FCL. It was great, but now he is a fun loving baby face. I don't know who that is. Do, do any of y'all? I think, uh, uh, Nick, so, I, yeah, I think Nick Harley was like very arrogant because I, I think he was the one that, was destined for the title shot, but then floating files replaced them. And I think it was like, <laughs> I'm a TV guy. I, you think movies are great? I'm the best. I, I think that was his character in the FCL. If I'm again, I think I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but I think that was his character in the FCL. Yeah, from from what I can gather, just what I've seen on the Facebook page, it seems like he was one of the more direct heels that they've developed in the FCL. Uh, I think to answer your question, what happened is uh, Brad Gilmore runs the FCL and Christian Harloff runs the movie Trivia Schmodown. And so, it, you know, for people who don't know, for the most part, Christian Harloff designs everybody's characters. There's very few people that get to come in with their own gimmick that actually run it. Like, you really have to impress him with what you had. And so I think it, I, to me, it came off as more a matter of, he came in, he's been on the team for less than a month, and his first match was being paired with Jacoby, whose character seems very much just a variant of himself from what I know about him. Um, so I think that's more what it was. It's just his first introduction to the audience was going to be with Jacoby. And so I think if you had had, honestly, it seems kind of similar as what happened with Jen and Vinny, right? Where Jen is very nice, positive, and Vinny's doing his character shtick, so it doesn't seem like they should line up all that well. I think that what was what might have happened with Nick if he had come in and been this arrogant, like dickhead almost to an extent, and Jacoby's just there smiling like a goofy little, you know. So I think it was more just if this is the introduction you're getting to him, this would be something that lines up with him. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, and now, everybody, I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting. She's been waiting, too. Everybody. I'm going to talk dirty to you for a second. Math. Double Ds, sexy numbers. Dan, take it away, bud. Okay, Aaron. So this week, you get uh, – my topic for this week is oh, – oops, sorry. Sorry. Uh, wrong, wrong button. Wrong button. <laughs> uh, how successful is the spinners slash opponent choice strategy? So uh, before we go into it, do you think it – let's define what the strategy is for both spinners and opponent's choice. For spinner's choice, your the goal is to get as many points that you possibly can get. As you're picking your favorite category. You want the most amount of points. You want to get the most you want. You don't want to check down the multiple choice as much. With opponents, it's the reverse. You're choosing your opponent's uh, category – so they can gain as little points as possible. 
and maybe we're not going to factor in steals. We're just going to uh, factor in the progress of the competitors without steals. Uh, sorry, I have to hit the right screen. <laughs> okay, so for the sex, success categories for singles, for spinner's choice to gain zero to two points, that's considered bad. Uh, three to four points, that's considered fair. Uh, three to six points, that's considered great. And seven to eight points is perfect. And with opponent's choice, it's literally just the reverse of those. So seven to eight points is bad, five to six is poor, and yada, yada, yada. So before we move on and get to the actual numbers, which of these do you feel is the, mo uh, the most scored? What, 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 do you, what is your opinion on the success rate for single for the spinners and opponent's choice in singles? Uh, uh, theoretically, I mean, I feel like the, the spinners has to be more successful because I feel like, especially in a game like this where it's all about what you know, it's always best to bet on yourself and not your opponent. I feel like you can much easier gauge what you know versus what you think your opponent doesn't know. And I think that's why we see, we see more instances of opponent's choice going wrong than we do spinner's choice going wrong. It's not very often somebody picks spinner's choice and they totally tank their own category. So I think that's, I, I feel like just theoretically that has to make the most sense. Okay, so let's get into the actual numbers. So for spinner's choice, there's 6% of the time it has been bad. So yes, it has happened, but it hasn't happened too frequently. 18% uh, of the time it's been fair. Uh, 41% has been great, and 35% has been perfect. So that's a 76% success rate. So I would say that would be successful. Opponent's choice is actually pretty interesting. 11% has been bad, Where and we saw two this week where they scored a very high amount, uh, especially, well, I know it's in teams, but one was in teams, but in singles, it's been 11% mm -hmm. bad. 31% was poor. 30% was fair, and only 28% was perfect. Now, yes, it's the major uh, positive positive wise, it's the majority, but we're seeing a lot of increase in poor and bad with opponents' choice, and I think that's because you know you're relying on yourself. You you check down the multiple choice, and you're guessing yourself, and it's going to be kind of different with teams. Mm. You have someone to kind of confer with. So with the success categories for teams, uh, for spinners, uh, zero to three points is considered bad. Uh, four to six points is fair. Seven to nine points is great. And 10 to 12 points is perfect. And for opponent's choice, 10 to 12 points is bad. Uh, seven to nine is poor. Four to six is fair. And three to zero is perfect. So do you think that teams is going to be slightly better? Do you think it's going to be vastly better do you think it's going to be the same what, what are your thoughts so I, I think the same logic applies but doubled i think again when when you're working when you're working with a partner um i i think in my head the way that this works out is with spinner's choice i think the success rates are a little lower because it all depends on how you balance it. Are you going for something like as somebody myself who has played fan league matches, both alone and with a partner, when you're with a partner, there's that, there has to be that discussion of, are we going to go for something we're both like 80% strong in and hoping we match out? Or are we go betting on something that 
one person is really, really strong in and hoping they can carry us. Whereas on the opposite side with opponent's choice, I think you're more likely to see fails of giving somebody a category happen more because it's two minds versus one. So now you're trying to account for what do these two people not have a strength in? And if you're a manager who's put your teams together correctly, you are putting together two players that have different varying strengths. So that's harder to map out. All right. So let's see the actual numbers. So for teams, and because I said this, I kind of hinted at it a little bit. Because you have an extra person, you kind of have that collaboration. There's For spinner's choice, 0% has been bad. Once you have spinner's choice, it's greatly yield to a better outcome. Uh, 6% is fair. 35% is considered great. And uh, 59% is perfect. And that's because you are collaborating with someone and you're getting something that you're both strong in. And hopefully you can collab with and figure it out. Opponent's choice, uh, it's a lot different. Uh, bad is considered... Uh, has four percent, and I don't know why uh, poor is uh, uh, not showing up. But uh, let's see. So fair is uh, sixty-five, fair. sixty-nine. Yeah. So about what thirty? I think thirty-one percent. Let's say thirty. That's right. So thirty-one percent is considered uh, poor. Fifty uh, percent is fair, and fifteen uh, percent is considered perfect. So that's still. A 65% success rate, but it's it's a little bit better because you do have, again, you're choosing something that both teams are struggle with. And if we've seen this happen before, specifically uh, like Andrew Guy and Ethan Irwin. I think they got uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies. <laughs> uh, Andrew Guy was knocked out immediately and Ethan Irwin pretty much on his own. So that's why I think it's been like th that for so teams. I actually, because I do remember that match, that is actually one of the things with teams where it can backfire, which is like, and I referenced the Jader match earlier. One of the things people forget about that that match is on the side, Andrew Guy actually knew a lot of the answers. When they were in conversation, he would say just openly, I think it might be this. And a lot of the time he ended up being right. The difference is it seemed like they didn't have a lot of time to communicate and really work as a team because Drew just kept doubting himself and acquiescing to Irwin because he considered him to be the better player versus really discussing it and working on it as a team. And that's where it can backfire against you and hurt them. All right. So let's move on to the final category because Star Wars and IG are have the exact same points. So I just put them all together. Right. Uh, so Spinner's Choice, uh, zero to two points is considered bad. Three to four points is considered poor. Uh, five to six points is considered fair. Uh, seven to eight points is considered great. And nine to 10 points is considered perfect. Uh, let's start with the easiest one first. Uh, what do you think Star Wars is going to look like with opponent's choice and uh, spinner's choice? Uh, honestly, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think with Star Wars, you either know everything you need to know at this point or you don't know it. Um, it, I mean, there's the, there's a reason there's the debate of should, should it even be on the wheel? Like, does it really make a difference? Because if you're going to win and succeed in Star Wars, you already know everything that you need to know. And if you're not, you're not. So I really don't think the numbers are all that different. Okay. What about IG? 
I think IG will be very close, but a little, the opponent's choice will hurt more. Again, I think if we've reached a certain point where, especially up until before this season where the new categories got added, it had reached that point where it's like, you are going to know either everything you need to know to succeed, or you're not going to know it at all, and, and you're going to tank. And so I think this season, the numbers may flip it a little bit, especially because we've had opponent's choice that, I don't know the statistics, but it feels like we've had it more than we've ever had it before. But uh, especially from all the years prior with the IG, it seems like the mastery of those categories reached a point where, again, it felt like it really didn't matter, which is probably why the new categories got added. All right, so let's look at the real numbers. So, so let's start with IG, because I want to save the Star Wars for the last. <laughs> for Finger's Choice, uh, IG, as you kind of said, they were getting kind of to the point where you kind of know what to think. So... 0% has been bad, 12% uh, uh, has been poor, 13% has been fair, 50% uh, has been great, and 25% has been perfect. And I think that's because, like you're saying, that you're going to know what you're going to know, and if you're choosing something that you're strong in, you're going to know it. Uh, opponent's choice, and again, I don't know why uh, this is not showing up, but uh, yeah, 9% is considered bad. Uh, 26% is poor, 17% uh, is uh, fair, and 35% is great, and the remaining amount is perfect. I don't know the numbers right off the bat, but... I was trying to do math in my head, but... <laughs> but anyway, but the rest has uh, been perfect. So now let's look on to Star Wars real quick. This is going to be really interesting. Basically, it's pretty much, like you said, Star Wars, you know, what you, you know everything, so zero percent has been poor bad and fair it's been either great at 33 percent and perfect with 67 percent and with opponent's <laughs> choice it's been all bad by the competitors because it, it, it really raises that debate should it be even on there because 100 percent of the time they've been either 12 points or uh, uh 10 points or nine points so they'd be rarely went to multiple choice and honestly, this is kind of evidence to suggest that maybe they should just take it out altogether and just have another category on there. But we have Roxy Stride on the phone. Roxy, what do you think of my numbers? You had the sexiest numbers by far. Thank you, Roxy. Absolutely correct about that, guys. Um, that can, was, I, can I just? Well, I actually I followed that a lot better than I do some of your other segments, dude. Uh, yeah, usually pie charts are easiest to follow because think of the pizza. Uh, if you have the biggest, if you want to get the biggest yeah. slice, this is what you're looking for, and the rest is the smaller slice. So yeah. I do apologize for the technical difficulties why this isn't showing up, but it, it's, it is supposed to be 0% here. I do know that much. Uh, so I, so it, you're, everyone can. Your chart shows that statistically you are better off getting opponent's choice than spinner's choice. That is incredible. No, no, no. Okay, so you got to think of it as you as the you're the competitor, and your opponent right. has landed on opponent's choice, and that's what you get. That's what you're giving them. So you're looking at it from your perspective, not uh, as uh, like you land. No, no, I. I understand. I, I just mean in terms of like it seems off the chart for player performance. Players who landed on Spinner's Choice have that great section on there where that doesn't exist on the opponent's choice one. 
So obviously, if you if your opponent gets opponent's choice, it goes badly for you. But if you're looking at it as the player scoring statistically, you're, you're, they're doing okay, better. I said this That's in the beginning. Weird. I said this in the beginning. You're hoping to get the least amount of points to your opponent. That, that's yeah. what I wanted to make clear, is that if your goal for the strategy for opponent's choice is to get the least amount of points to your opponent and get and potentially giving you those points. That's what that's why I, I said that right off the top and made that extremely no, clear. I, yeah, for our audiences. So that I, way I I, I I get what Aaron is saying, and I, I just think it's uh it's a it's a it's a numbers thing because I don't understand numbers, yeah. but I get what Aaron's saying. I understand yeah. the that he's yeah, made. I, I get it too, but that's why I wanted to say up front that this is looking from from you from you playing the match. Yeah. If I'm playing this match, if I'm playing in Star Wars, looking at this, uh, I would rather spin opponents' choice and let them pick my category based oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what they're saying. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. It. Okay, yeah, you, you, that's not the correct way. You, you can't. It's for you specifically. You want to land on spinner's choice, and your opponent wants to land on opponent's choice. That's how you got to think of it as. Oh, it's okay. not, so it's not like you landing on opponent's choice because it's from your perspective as the player in the match. If you land on spinner's choice, you have a better chance at winning. If your opponent lands on spinner's choice or opponent's choice, this is what you're going to go with. This is what the statistics break down as. Everyone, this is a perfect example of why when I was creating this show, the very first role that I designated other than myself was a numbers guy to specifically focus on the stats, the numbers, the math, because I do not know none of this shit. So uh, I'll, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Frankie Numbers, uh, thank you for recommending Dan to me. Uh, it, it was awesome. Um mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and talk about the pay per view uh, from last night pay per view versus before we wrap it up. Um, I'm I'm gonna say my complete piece uh, right away because I don't really have a lot to say about this match and uh, some matches to me like they're good matches like they're close matches and stuff like that but to me they can still not be interesting for whatever reason. Um, this is one of those that. I mean, it was a good match. I love Yodi, uh, and he came away with the win. I just, uh, in the in the kindest way possible, this was going to be hard questions, but Frenchie wasn't on. Um, which hard questions is where we we have discussions about things in a civil manner, uh, is is uh, in in just uh, question things as opposed to Frenchie's corner where we just yell and scream. Uh, but my my question I was going to ask today uh, was. You know, should that should the Yodi versus Shannon Liz Shannon Miller have been a pay per view event like on its own? Um, I, I I don't have a yes or no personally for this, but I I'm questioning it. Like I could definitely see uh, see that match um, as an undercard or uh, for a headlining match on a pay per view. But I just I do not feel that this personally for me personally and while I was watching this, I didn't feel like it was of caliber to be a solo pay per view match. Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. Other than that, great match. I, I agree with your statements, Jay. And the way I'm thinking of it, and this this is probably, maybe I'm wrong, but the way that versus setting up, it's not meant to be like the big pay per view title match, number one contender match. Uh, 
it's most is I think it's for versus. It's only meant to be like, like you said, like an undercard match that isn't meant to hi, uh, like carry a whole pay per view. But it's just a nice little event for, for I think the Patreons so that they can get more matches that are live events or live events so that there's more traffic to the Patreon. I think that's the strategy. And um, maybe I'm wrong, but. Well, and, and before we go to you, Aaron, uh, to, to yeah. kind of, uh, jump off what you were saying there, um, I, I did realize, uh, I didn't realize this before, but I just realized that, like, versus when it's one match, apparently are cheaper if you buy just a pay-per-view pass mm-hmm. is, is a couple, three three bucks cheaper than if you buy one with uh, two or more matches, which makes right. sense. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, I still like, in my mind, another question I asked, and I asked myself this last night, um, for people who are patrons, that's cool because it's kind of included in this $10 a month. Um, but if I'm paying for individual matches, um, and of course it's everyone's decision whether or not it's worth it to them, but for me, I'm sitting there like, if I'm not a patron, I don't think I'm going to pay five or six bucks to see this match live early because this seemed to, for me personally, like a regular weekly match that I could just wait until it dropped during the week. That's kind of where I'm coming from. It was a good match, yeah. and, and I like both these players, but as far as the pay-per-view, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Aaron? I, 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 go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'll go after. Well, you. Go I'll just say that. Yeah, I 100% agree that this was this shouldn't be viewed as like the the big pay per view. But I think that's what versus is setting up. It's not meant to be. But and I I get your point that this shouldn't be. This should this could be waited till it's released on uh, YouTube and you can just watch it for free. It's not like something you are rushing out to see. Unless you are fans of Liz Shannon Miller and Mark Riley, then I can yep. see you buying that for that reason. But if you're looking for like, oh, I got to buy this now, that's not what this match was. It was just like, it was a good match, but this isn't a solo, like, buy you must buy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The uh, collision happens at the end of the month, right? It's uh, the last Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is how I kind of approached it and looked at it. Um, clearly they are, they're working a lot behind the scenes to prepare for that. Like, obviously we, we know there's the whole thing of, there's not really a schedule at the moment. It's kind of happening week by week. It even happened. It was a Whitney bin and I forget who his opponent was that match got scheduled and then pulled for some reason. And it'll just come out later at some point, probably an editing thing. Um, this is the first pay-per-view in a while, with the exception of the team's matches, that was pre-recorded. It was fully pre-recorded, edited, everything to it. So my approach to looking at it is, on a normal basis, if this was a live match, would it make sense to pay-per-view? No, probably not. But in the context of they're prepping for two out-of-state live events, they are now prepping for three in-state live shoot events, because they have the two at the Cantina Plus, they said two of the collision matches will be shot at a studio somewhere to air on that day. The way that I'm looking at it is they probably thought, well, we need three pay-per-views a month. One is the collision. One is the one that happened last week. We need another one. And out of the matches that were fully edited and released this week, 
if we're lining them all up against each other easily, Mark Riley and Liz Shannon Miller is the only one people would pay for. I don't think people are paying for Christy V versus Claudia Dolph. I don't think people are paying for uh, Clee Wiggins versus, well, I forget the name. Brittany Thank Young. you. Yeah, Brittany Young, right? Which are four players who are, for all intents and purposes, when you scale match-wise, newer to the league. And as as probably the best match in terms of competitiveness, as good as the team's match was, it's two brand new teams and one rookie player. I don't think people are paying for that match. So I think it's a quota of, they clearly don't have the time to do the matches live because they're prepping for their live events, like at the end of the month. So if you have to take a match that's already been filmed and edited and put it out as a pay-per-view to meet the quota, because you know there are those fans that are anal retentive over it and they won't look at the scale of it. They'll just say, we didn't get three this month. This makes sense to do as a one-off. That's the match, boom. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, as you were saying that, I do remember that Liz Shannon Miller and Mark Bradley was scheduled for a little bit down the line. And I think mm -hmm. that was in like a Friday match at, or a, third, yeah. a Friday match. So I think that makes a little bit more. So I, I think you're right. 100%. Yeah, I, I think it's their their prep for the collision has clearly because again they haven't done an event like this in now over a year. It was January 2020 was the last time they prepped for anything like this. Yeah, and they're now without a studio because they've since lost the ability to have access to Collider. So they're also working around that little difficulty. So I think it's just a matter of it production wise. It's probably hitting them harder than they thought it would. They're going to work around it. I imagine if it wasn't something they could pull off, we would have heard about it by now. They wouldn't leave it waiting this long. So they've probably found workarounds, and they'll get it done properly. It's just in the meantime, it's a matter of, because with the other matches that we knew, you know, even uh, Whitnaben versus whoever, if we count that, and whatever, uh, there was the Star Wars match, wasn't it? It was Nikki DiMolanta versus whoever the third person was oh, that got Holy. Yeah. It was Holy, got slotted in. Uh, so out of every match that we know is either going to be recorded very soon or has been recorded and edited, this is the most high profile. If you're going to do three pay-per-views a month, it kind of makes sense to make this one the pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and I'm all about like, hey, man, if I can walk outside my apartment building, pick a blade of grass out of the ground and somebody will pay me for it, then I, that's fine, dude. People are free to do whatever the fuck they want. Um, right. And I also don't have a I also don't have a dog in this fight to uh, to make it an issue because I happen I am a ten dollar patron so for me the having to buy individual matches is not an issue for me but right. I, I want to at least ask the question um, and see what no. we thought about it. Uh, other than that yeah it was it, if it wasn't this time of the year, I don't think it ever would have been a pay-per-view. And if, if I didn't know it was already scheduled for another date, so I think that clearly says it right there. Yeah, yeah. The, dude, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Makes and, and I don't have any issues with and I'm not harping on it, but it's just something I thought about while I was watching it. Yeah. But it was a good match. They both yeah, played really well. I'm, I'm definitely impressed with Riley's performance. I mean, I was expecting he was just going to bomb like he did in the past, but he came to fight and just proved that he, he may be an old dog, but he's not uh, He's not out. He's definitely fresh in this game. Yeah, nice for sure. Nice to see that you actually finally won a match. Yeah, it is nice to see. I've been a big fan of Yodi's for a long time. I mean, I'm dude, I'm such a fan of his. You will rarely, rarely ever hear me call him anything but Yodi. Uh, uh, I love him so much, and – uh, but you know the fact is in the in the competition he's not been uh, competing very well uh, lately. 
it was really nice to see. And and once again, Sam Levine, um, he's 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 not my favorite manager overall. Uh, Kate Mulligan is my favorite manager overall. But if I'm looking at the schmodown through the narrow lens of a uh, of a sports and competition angle, dude, Sam Levine is my guy, dude. Yeah. Like I said, every time I see him do those challenges, all I can see is a baseball manager running out there and kicking dirt on the umpire's shoes, and I love it, dude. It's like yes, but uh, but yeah, this was great. Um, Aaron, uh, you have anything else to? Either of you guys got anything else to yeah. add about this match? Go for it. I, I will say I think uh, it's good that. I was gonna oh. say I, I. Sorry, I don't. Sorry, Sorry Dan. Started to say something and I was in. I wasn't sure what was going Dan, on. Dan, go first if you have something. Please go first. Oh, okay. So I was just gonna say that. Uh, actually, you know, you know, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I love it. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you time. I'll give you time. So what I was gonna say is, I think it's good for the den that Riley got this win. Uh, and I wish I still had the roster up in front of me. But one of the things that they have been missing this year sorely is a strong singles player. I mean, Paul Preston is a part of the the movie guys, just the generalness of the just most unlucky dudes in the Schmodown. And Ben Bateman's been, or not Ben Bateman, Ben Goddard's been having a real sophomore slump. He's lost two singles matches now. Uh, and the big thing with the Den was all of these, they have all these strong singles contenders, and, like, we haven't seen Alonzo Duralde yet, and, I, again, I wish I had the list in front of me. Uh, Peggy Gubbins has been fine. Uh, uh, what's her name? Jessica Schloth has been fine. So they haven't really had a strong singles contender. Like, they're a roster where you look at their lineup, and they have a ton of options for the singles tournament. But it's like, and I think I saw a comment on one of the matches where somebody was like, oh, I'm glad Riley won because it books his slot. Honestly, I think Riley's the only one with a booked slot. He's the only person playing well. Because mm. I know God, I know Goddard and Preston are like your star players. But again, if we're looking at it through a sports angle lens, which when you're playing for money, I feel like you have to. Do you hand Goddard a slot just involuntarily because he's one of your star players? Because he hasn't been playing the steam. He didn't do well in the free-for-all. He's lost two singles matches. He's lost a team's match. A teams match or two teams matches? I forget. I can't remember. I know they played a second one. I just can't remember yeah, if they won or lost. Yeah, he's had two matches so far at teams. Yeah. So e either way, there's a lot of losses in there. He hasn't won since they've moved to digital. I think he won the the one uh, the playing match in the IG tournament, but he literally hasn't won since. So. Yeah do you hand him a slot? Like that's an actual question that they have. So I think it's good for Kate on a managerial level with the singles tournament coming around that Riley won because at least, okay, that's one player who's playing good, winning and playing confidently because they don't have that amongst the rest of their wide berth of singles players. Go ahead, Dan. All right. So I remember what I wanted to say. So it was uh, Liz Shannon Miller's comments about her last question. It was uh, in biopics. Bio and I love how uh, whoever phrased this, where it was, uh, where it says Kevin Bacon featured in the film with the quote, uh, whatever the quote was. And I'm like, yes. I loved how that was phrased because I, I immediately knew that it was Frost Nixon because I had seen it and I'm like, it was one of my favorite movies of that year. 
And I just like, oh, they, I, I love how it was phrased because you're tripping up on Kevin Bacon and you're trying to think like, what? You're thinking that, oh, he said that. No, it was Frank Langella who said that as Nixon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is good. And I thought that was why Liz was tripping up. I'm like, say Frost Nixon, say Fox Nixon. I know you can say Frost Nixon. And she said whatever she said. I'm like, oh, zero, game over. I, I didn't have to figure it out. Yep. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do also want to. Before we wrap it up here, I do want to say that if I were to pick um the top player that that I think people are sleeping on, uh, it's Jessica Schloth, dude. Um. I I think she's gonna. I think she's got a a, a very good good and bright future in the showdown. I just there's something about that girl, man. Uh, I'm excited to watch what next year comes or what next year brings for her and all that. Um, but, hey, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, so, Dan, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at? Hey, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Dan Delinsky, simple as that. And you can find me here on Saturdays running the numbers for you guys, picking a topic for you to discuss and have a nice discussion about. Hell, yeah. Uh, Aaron, why don't you tell folks where they can find you at? Yeah, uh, you guys can find me over on TMG Entertainment. That's the channel I'm a part of. I produce a couple of different shows over there. Uh, unfortunately, the Schmodown show we had, Schmo Talks, has gone on a bit of an indefinite hiatus just because of time reasons. Uh, there are other shows that we're doing better, and I only have so much time in the day. Uh, so I do appreciate the chance of coming on because it is still fun to talk about it, even if it's not on my own channel. But uh, the one thing I've been plugging with everything I do is... Uh, in a couple of weeks, we have a show coming back called Movie Battleground. If you're a film fan, it's a film debate show where we have competitors debating against uh, selected movie topics, uh, best of, worst of, any other creative question we can come up with. It's what the channel launched on originally. It's been on hiatus for nearly a year, uh, so it's exciting to have it come back. So if that interests you, be sure to check it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, check that out, everyone. And while you're at it, check out uh, me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That's the letter J W A D E one one three four. Uh I'm up to like two hundred and five subs uh or followers there. It's pretty exciting. I have two oh six and then I, all all I'm gonna say is sometimes I tweet and then I lose a follower. Um that's all I'm gonna say. I don't know why. I honestly don't I mean I know why I know why but like I honestly I, I don't know why. Come on guys uh, so, so I've got, so I've got humor. So I've got humor that a lot of people don't like. Come on, guys, don't unfollow me just because I tweet something that you don't think is funny. Just tell me. Keep following me and tell me politely, dude. I, I don't think that was funny. And I thought about unfollowing you, but I wanted to let you know first uh, because I don't want to let you fall below two hundred followers because that would be devastating. Which it would be, not really. Um, evidently, we got three people hanging in there. I, I will admit, uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna sit here and ramble on and see how long it took for uh, everyone who's watching live to leave, since they know this is the end, and I'm not shutting up. One person did leave. We had four. Now we're down to three. But I'm not gonna do that to you. And he's out. He is out. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, next week we we will have Paige for Betty on the show and uh, more uh, more stuff to talk about for our big uh, pre-collision show. So everyone have a great, great and safe week. I'm going to the Reds game tomorrow. Yeah.
hear something funny. The mic wasn't on that whole time. No way. Yeah, for real. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth.